This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast where we proclaim and ponder our Sunday Mass readings. I want to welcome those of you who might be listening on the Hail Mary Media app. It's great to have you joining us. And if you haven't yet downloaded for free the amazing Hail Mary Media app, I'd encourage you to do that today on your iPhone or on your Android. You just go to wherever you get your downloaded apps. It's absolutely free. And just type in the words Hail Mary Media media and faith moments and many other awesome podcasts are available for you on a regular basis access to prayer access to catholic radio 24 hours a day it's just a beautiful resource produced here in the archdiocese of portland but for people all over the globe literally to get to know their faith and their life in christ We want to begin today on this fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time. It's so hard to believe we're already into the month of February. I'm I'm barely used to saying 2023, but here we are. We're just a few weeks away from the Lenten season. So really, I, I encourage you all, as well as myself, to take advantage of these weeks of Ordinary Time to really soak in the life of Christ, to soak in the celebration that we've just recently had with Christmas. On the 2nd of February, we celebrated the presentation of the Lord. It really culminates the 40 days of Christmas. At the 40th day, both the mother, Mary, and Jesus were presented at the temple. And there's a beautiful feast that we celebrate liturgically. Candle Mass, the day is also called, uh, where all of the candles of the church and even of homes of the laity are blessed But this reminder of the light of Christ entering into the world and then really leading us to eternal salvation, and that is to have life in Jesus Christ. The collect today is a beautiful prayer. And I think for all of us, it's a prayer that reminds us of what we need to pray every day. And that's really pleading to God, calling out to God and asking for his intercession for our families and for the families in greatest need. Here's the collect and just listen to this prayer. And maybe it causes you to think of your own particular needs or needs that you've been praying for. And I think this prayer really wraps that up and lifts it up to the Lord. The collect for our Sunday, February 5th on this fifth Sunday in ordinary time is this. Let us pray. Keep your family safe, O Lord, with unfailing care, that relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always 
by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. And, you know, recently throughout our country and in many states, uh, particularly at the state capitals, I know in Olympia, Washington and in Salem, Oregon, there were gatherings to remember the um the unborn, to, to remember as we had marches for life, to remember the rights for those who are the most frail, that we still need to continue to be a witness because millions upon millions of babies have been killed due to the approval of abortion in our country. And so even though Roe versus Wade has been overturned, we still have so many laws. And, and beyond the laws, it's the heart of the people. Where are the heart of the people in recognizing God's presence in their lives, in recognizing how to live a good and holy life, how to respect the dignity of each and every human person, that each and every human person, not because of their intellect, not because of where they were born, how much money they have, what they've accumulated, but because they are created. At that moment of creation, they have the dignity and protection to live to live fully. And so we continue. And I think this prayer that they may be defended always by your protection. Today's prayer says that let us continue to pray for the most vulnerable, that we continue to pray for a culture of life as Pope St. John Paul II has coined it. We live in a culture of death, a culture that accepts and even lifts up sin and darkness in so many ways. We're going to hear about that in today's readings. But we, as Christians, as people of God's light, bring about that morality, that holiness, that compassion, that reconciliation, that gift of life in our daily lives and how we conduct ourselves in the world and in our country and throughout the whole globe. So let us pray that each and every family is safe and defended always with God's protection. We begin our readings today with the Old Testament of the scripture of Isaiah. And this is Isaiah chapter 58, just in the end of the book of Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, share your bread with the hungry Shelter the oppressed and the homeless. Clothe the naked when you see them, and do not turn your back on your own. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your wound shall quickly be healed. Your vindication shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help. And he will say, here I am. If you remove from your midst oppression, false accusation, and malicious speech, if you bestow your bread on the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, then light shall rise for you in the darkness, and the gloom shall become for you like midday. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 112. The just man is a light in darkness to the upright. Light shines through the darkness for the upright. He is gracious and merciful and just. Well for the man who is gracious and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. 
The just man is a light in darkness to the upright. He shall never be moved. The just one shall in, be in everlasting remembrance. An evil report he shall not fear. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. The just man is a light in darkness to the upright. His heart is steadfast. He shall not fear. Lavishly he gives to the poor. His justice shall endure forever. His horn shall be exalted in glory. The just man is a light in darkness to the upright. Our second reading comes from the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, the first letter, chapter 2. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, proclaiming the mystery of God, I did not come with, some, with sublimity of words or of wisdom, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear and much trembling, and my message and my proclamation were not with persuasive words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of spirit and power so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading today is from Matthew chapter 5. Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trembled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A couple of thoughts about just a theme here, uh, a spiritual fine-tuning, an illumination, this uh, idea of salt and light. We see so much in these readings and in so many readings that we've had over the course of the last few weeks and particularly into the Christmas street season, this light of Christ. But let's just go back to Isaiah, who is giving an invitation and a direction to the people of how to live their lives. I mentioned a couple of episodes ago about the TLC, about the teaching of Jesus. As we learn about Jesus, we change and we become more like Jesus. TLC, teach, learn, change. When we learn something from what we've been taught, and as we teach, we should actually be changing. It's not just a mathematical a sequence of two plus two equals four. And I know that, but how does what I know, what I've learned, what I'm teaching change who I am? And so Isaiah is saying that the Lord says, you know, share, share your bread with the hungry, share with what you have, shelter, care for others, clothe others. And what will happen when we do these things, when we live in a way that's generous and giving 
and not focused on self, but is focused on community and caring for all, your light shall break forth like the dawn. You know, I think I've mentioned this before, but have you had this opportunity to see the light coming, you know, from the horizon as the sun is rising? I just had this experience yesterday as I was driving into Beaverton and uh, Mount Hood is that there's a particular view of this amazing mountain. And it was just in the seven o'clock hour and the sun was just coming up and there's this glorious color coming behind the mountain with these beautiful colors of morning. That was really cold. But I thought that's the this beautiful coming forth like the dawn, shining the glory of the Lord. We hear the glory. In fact, in this scripture from Isaiah, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Do you just illuminate in how you live your life, the glory of the Lord? You don't have to say it. You don't have to wear a big shirt that says, I love Jesus. But in although that's kind of fun to do, but in the way you live your life, just simply your day-to-day life, are you, you know, shining that glory of the Lord? Because what the Lord promises is that when you call out, and we called out in our collect today to keep your family safe, you know, and I'm sure all, all of us want those who are in war, those who are in domestic violence, those are in violent situations and human trafficking. We want those people to be freed and and to be safe from all harm. And when we change our lives to be like Christ, we follow his invitation to how to live. And we choose to do that through our will, through our desire. When you call to the Lord, he will say, here I am. When you cry for help, he will be with you. And this invitation from Isaiah, when you remove from your midst oppression, false accusation, malicious malicious speech, if you have this generosity in bringing about justice and rightness, I think about St. Joseph caring for the Blessed Virgin Mary and being entrusted to care for Jesus. Joseph was a righteous man. We hear that in sacred scripture, that he lived his life bringing about truth, honesty, integrity, the ethics and morality of a good and holy life. We're called to that such way of being. And I love these last two lines of Isaiah. Then light shall rise for you in the darkness and the gloom shall shall become for you like midday. Have you ever fumbled around in a dark room and just kind of looking for a flashlight or a candle or where's that switch to turn on? You know, we're just, we need to have a little bit of light to guide us through. Just recently, I was on retreat in a different, in a, in a, uh, lodge setting and I didn't know my surroundings. So if you're in a new room and it's dark, you don't know how to get to the bathroom, how to get to the light switch. Where is that light switch? You know, we're looking for, we're searching for maybe in an unfamiliar place, a way to have the light. But will we become that guidance, that direction for others who are searching, who are fumbling around, and maybe in the darkness, in the gloom, 
How many times have you heard the word gloom in these last few weeks? It comes up, doesn't it? This gloominess, this darkness, this oppression that comes from sin, that comes from evil, it's real. It's real. All you have to do is look at the headlines in it of any newspaper. I don't care if it's a religious or a secular newspaper. There is gloom and doom. But there shall rise for you in the darkness and the gloom shall become for you like midday. There will be light. And the light comes from Jesus Christ. Here, here's the psalm. How beautiful does the psalm follow? The just man, the just woman, the just person is a light in darkness to the upright. Just like St. Joseph, just like our saints, just like our Blessed Mother, they become through their life experience a light to those in the darkness, to those who are in fear, to those who are in shame, for those who are still in doubt, that there is light in the darkness from Jesus Christ and from his family, from the family, the lives of the saints. Lavishly, he gives to the poor. His justice shall endure forever. Here we go again. His horn shall be exalted in glory. Well, I want to experience that glory of the Lord. I hope you do as well. You want to know and experience and encounter the glory of the Lord, but we need to have a relationship with him. We need to live like he is calling us to live. The, the last sentence we hear from this small piece of the letter from St. Paul, I think is so important because St. Paul is always reminding his, his listeners, his readers, those he's teaching, it's not about me. It's not about St. Paul or Apollos or any of those of you who you've encountered who have taught you about Christ and the resurrection of Christ. And as he talks about here, Christ crucified, I don't want your faith to rest on what we've said on the wisdom that you think comes from us because it doesn't come from us. It's on the power of God that through the power of God and God's grace, for example, in St. Paul, St. Paul's situation on January 25th, we recognize the day of the conversion of St. Paul, that St. Paul was maliciously going out and killing and persecuting and imprisoning Christians. He believed that Christians were doing the wrong thing. And he did everything in his capacity to be able to persecute them and to get eradicate them. That was such the heart of, of, of Saul. And yet when he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, Paul, Saul, who are you're persecuting me in persecuting my people? You're persecuting me. And, and, Saul went through such a conversion that we know him as in St. Paul today, that it's not about his human wisdom and his revelation, but his willingness to com be completely surrendering to God and to recognize that I was wrong. I'm going to be repentant in the way that I've lived, and now I need to go and do the right thing. And I'm going to follow by the power of God, by the grace of God. It's only by the grace of God. And through his grace, that I'm able to share this good news. So let's rest on the power of God, not on human wisdom, not even on any great teaching from a great priest or a great religious, but we need to follow the power and the word of God himself. And then finally, these beautiful words of the gospel of Matthew, when Jesus is calling his people to be salt 
and to be light. And, you know, salt and light have different properties. We think about salt as preserving, preserving food, obviously adding to the taste of food. Also in a healing property, we can add salt to heal wounds. It could be a cleansing property. There's so many ways we, we add salt. We have blessed salt that's added to the holy water at the Easter vigil. Maybe some of you, I have some blessed salt that I put in my home. I remember when we would were doing different events at the radio station, we would put blessed salt throughout the, the whole property, you know, and call upon the, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to protect this place. So there's a protection, there's a preservation of this property of salt. As is light, we talked earlier about this, how we seek out to clear away the darkness, to guide us in difficulties or in hard times, that we seek the light. We need the light. Light heals, lights, light gives us warmth. And, and we think about this, the rays of the sun that provide this healing, or maybe even um this restorative of comfort, of, of just encouragement. If you see blue sky and a sunshine versus seeing all clouds and maybe kind of gray and gloom, isn't your attitude just different? Yeah, the light brings us this, this glory. So the challenge for us is Jesus is calling us, don't be lukewarm where you can't add flavor or healing power or restoration or illumination or taste. That's lukewarmness. Be salt, be light, be transformative, be illuminative in bringing about through your witness, the glory of God. So you may be at a secular work meeting and you're discussing different things. It might be about um, human resources and about difficulties with staff or employees. Those are tough times to talk about, maybe issues about personnel. But will you be the one to bring about justice and morality and integrity in those discussions, whether they're in a work setting or in a school setting or in some other particular area where you have a leadership role? Certainly in our ministries, we bring about the light of Christ and how we conduct ourselves, the generosity of spirit that we offer in the way we live our lives. And so being uh, the light is helping to direct in the darkness. And I, I, I we have this um, little, little hanging uh, solar mobile, I guess you'd call it, it's designed to go outside, but they're little angels. They're little um, plastic angels, but they have little solar lights in them. And I hang them inside in my window where the sun comes up every day. And so during the day are those solar lights out there and people have them in their gardens. They have them maybe lighting up as you go into your driveway or throughout your property, these solar lights. And during the day when it is light, right, those solar lights absorb absorb the energy of the light. And then when it gets dark, they light up. They reveal the light that they've been absorbing over those hours of sunshine. And I know I'll go into my living room at night. It'll be dark outside. And here are these angels. And these ones have different colors, kind of rainbow colors that, that, that illuminate. And that's what we should be. We should be absorbing through receiving the sacraments, through our prayer life, through our continual communion with God, and by serving others, we build up that light 
that salt, that goodness, so that when we do go out, you walk outside of your door, you're walking outside in the world that can be and has been and is still very oppressive or um, very antagonistic to God in many ways. But you bring out that light, you be that solar light, and you bring out and illuminate goodness, generosity, compassion, reconciliation. There shouldn't be a harboring of, of feelings in relationships. There shouldn't be this turning away, but it should be in a unifying of people. And so be that solar light, bring that light out. So when trouble comes, when chaos comes, that you're not mystified, you're not dumbfounded, you're not gloomy, you're the one that's bringing about the light because you're you're receiving all of that nutrition, radiation, it's coming from Jesus Christ himself through the Eucharist, through confession, through your prayer, through your study of, of the word of God, through your giving and through your proper living of your vocation, as you live your vocation out in chastity, in charity, in the freedom of, of loving and serving God, that you will reflect that light and be that light and that salt that Jesus is calling us to, to live today. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Have a blessed day. Be salt and light in your world today. Be an illumination and continue to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Peace be with you. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.